Chapter 11, verses 1 through 4 of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Catina Aurea, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by John Henry Newman. Chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we also forgive every one that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Bede. After the account of the sisters, who signified the two lives of the church, our Lord is not without reason related to have both himself prayed and taught his disciples to pray, seeing that the prayer which he taught contains in itself the mystery of each life and the perfection of the lives themselves is to be obtained not by our own strength, but by prayer. Hence it is said, and it came to pass, that as he was praying in a certain place. Cyril, now whereas he possesses every good in abundance, why does he pray, since he is full and has altogether need of nothing? To this we answer that it befits him, according to the manner of his dispensation in the flesh, to follow human observances at the time convenient for them. For if he eats and drinks, he rightly was used to pray, that he might teach us not to be lukewarm in this duty, but to be the more diligent and earnest in our prayers. Titus Bost The disciples, having seen a new way of life, desire a new form of prayer, since there were several prayers to be found in the Old Testament. Hence it follows, when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray in order that we might not sin against God in asking for anything instead of another, or by approaching God in prayer in a manner that we ought not. Origin, that he might point out the kind of teaching the disciple proceeds, as John also taught his disciples, of whom in truth thou hast told us, that among them that are born of women there has arisen none greater than he, and because thou hast commanded us to seek things that are great and eternal, whence shall we arrive at the knowledge of these but from thee, our God and Savior? Gregory of Nisa, he unfolds the teaching of prayer to his disciples, who wisely desire the knowledge of prayer, directing them how they ought to beseech God to hear them. Basil, there are two kinds of prayer, one composed of praise with humiliation, the other of petitions, and more subdued. Whenever then you pray, do not first break forth into petition, but if you condemn your inclination, supplicate God, as if of necessity forced thereto. And when you begin to pray, forget all visible and invisible creatures, but commence with the praise of him who created all things. Hence it is added, and he says unto them, when you pray, say, Our Father. Pseudo-Augustine. The first word, how gracious is it. 
thou durst not raise thy face to heaven, and suddenly thou receivest the grace of Christ. From an evil servant thou art made a good son. Boast not then of thy working, but of the grace of Christ. For therein is no arrogance but faith. To proclaim what thou hast received is not pride, but devotion. Therefore raise thy eyes to thy Father, who begot thee by baptism, redeemed thee by his Son. Say, Father, as a son, but claim no especial favor to thyself. Of Christ alone is he the especial Father, of us the common Father. For Christ alone he begot, but us he created. And therefore, according to Matthew, when it is said, Our Father, it is added, which art in heaven, that is, in those heavens of which it was said, the heavens declare the glory of God. Heaven is where sin has ceased, and where there is no sting of death. Theophylact, but he says not, which art in heaven, as though he were confined to that place, but to rise the hearer up to heaven and draw him away from earthly things. Gregory of Nisau, see how great a preparation thou needest to be able to say boldly to God, O Father, for if thou hast thy eyes fixed on worldly things, or courtest the praise of men, or art a slave to thy passions, and utterest this prayer, I seem to hear God saying, Whereas thou that art of a corrupt life callest the author of the incorruptible thy father, thou pollutest with thy defiled lips an incorruptible name, for he who commanded thee to call him father, give thee not leave to utter lies. But the highest of all good things is to glorify God's name in our lives. Hence he adds, hallowed be thy name. For who is there so debased as when he sees the pure life of those who believe, does not glorify the name invoked in such a life? He then who says in his prayer, be thy name, which I call upon, hallowed in me, praise this. May I, through thy concurring aid, be made just, abstaining from all evil. Chrysostom. For as when a man gazes upon the beauty of the heavens, he says, Glory be to thee, O God. So likewise, when he beholds a man's virtuous actions, seeing that the virtue of man glorifies God much more than the heavens. Pseudo-Augustine. Or it is said, Hallowed be thy name. That is, let thy holiness be known to all the world, and let it worthily praise thee. For praise becometh the upright. And therefore he bids them pray for the cleansing of the whole world. Cyril, since among those to whom the faith has not yet come, the name of God is still despised. But when the rays of truth shall have shined upon them, they will confess the holy of holies. Titus Bost. And because in the name of Jesus is the glory of God the Father, the name of the Father will be hallowed whenever Christ shall be known. Origin. Or because the name of God is given by idolaters, and those who are in error, to idols and creatures, it has not as yet been so made holy as to be separated from those things from which it ought to be. He teaches us, therefore, to pray that the name of God may be appropriated to the only true God, to whom alone belongs what follows. Thy kingdom come, 
to the end that may be put down all the rule, authority and power and kingdom of the world, together with sin which reigns in our mortal bodies. Gregory of Nyssa, we beseech also to be delivered by the Lord from corruption, to be taken out of death, or, according to some, thy kingdom come, that is, may thy Holy Spirit come upon us to purify us. Pseudo-Augustine, for then cometh the kingdom of God, when we have obtained his grace, for he himself says, the kingdom of God is within you. Cyril, or they who say this seem to wish to have the Savior of all again illuminating the world, but he has commanded us to desire in prayer that truly awful time, in order that men might know that it behooves them to live not in sloth and backwardness, lest that time bring upon them the fiery judgment, but rather honestly and according to his will, that that time may weave crowns for them. Hence it follows, according to Matthew, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Chrysostom, as if he says, Enable us, O Lord, to follow the heavenly life, that whatever thou willest, we may will also. Gregory of Nyssa, for since he says that the life of man after the resurrection will be like to that of angels, it follows that our life in this world should be so ordered with respect to that which we hope for hereafter, that living in the flesh we may not live according to the flesh, but hereby the true physician of the souls destroys the nature of the disease, that those who have been seized with sickness, whereby they have departed from the divine will, may forthwith be released from the disease by being joined to the divine will, for the health of the soul is the due fulfillment of the will of God. Augustine, it seems according to the evangelist Matthew that the Lord's Prayer contains seven petitions, but Luke has comprehended it in five. Nor in truth does the one disagree from the other, but the latter has suggested by his brevity how those seven are to be understood. For the name of God is hallowed in the spirit, but the kingdom of God is about to come at the resurrection of the body. Luke then, showing that the third partition is in a manner a repetition of the two former, wished to make it so understood by omitting it. He then added three others, and first of daily bread, saying, Give us day by day our daily bread. Pseudo-Augustine. In the Greek, the word is epiusion, that is, something added to the substance. It is not that bread which goes into the body, but that bread of everlasting life, which supports the substance of our soul. But the Latins call this daily bread, which the Greeks call coming to. If it is daily bread, why is it eaten a year old, as is the custom with the Greeks in the East? Take daily what profits thee for the day. So live that thou mayest daily be thought worthy to receive. The death of our Lord is signified thereby, and the remission of sins, and dost thou not daily partake of that bread of life? He who has a wound seeks to be cured. The wound is that we are under sin. The cure is the heavenly and dreadful sacrament. If thou receivest daily, daily does today come unto thee. Christ is to thee today. Christ rises to thee daily. Titus Bost. 
or the bread of souls, is the divine power, bringing the everlasting life which is to come, as the bread which comes out of the earth preserves the temporal life. But by saying daily, he signifies the divine bread, which comes and is to come, which we seek to be given to us daily, requiring a certain earnest and taste of it, seeing that the spirit which dwells in us hath wrought a virtue surpassing all human virtues, as chastity, humility, and the rest. Cyril, now perhaps some think it unfit for saints to seek from God bodily goods, and for this reason assign to these words a spiritual sense. But granting that the chief concern of the saints should be to obtain spiritual gifts, still it becomes them to see that they seek without blame, according to our Lord's command, their common bread. For from the fact that he bids them ask for bread, that is, daily food, it seems that he implies that they should possess nothing, but rather practice an honorable poverty. For it is not the part of those who have bread to seek, but rather of those who are oppressed with want. Basil, as if he said, For thy daily bread, namely, that which serves for our daily wants, trust not to thyself, but fly to God for it, making known to him the necessities of thy nature. Chrysostom, we must then require of God the necessities of life, not variety of meats and spiced wines and the other things which please the palate, while they load thy stomach and disturb thy mind, but bread which is able to support the bodily substance, that is to say, which is sufficient only for the day, that we may take no thought of the morrow. But we make only one petition about things of sense, that the present life may not trouble us. Gregory of Nisau, having taught us to take confidence through good works, he next teaches us to implore the remission of our offenses, for it follows, and forgive us our sins. Titus Bost. This also was necessarily added, for no one is found without sin, that we should not be hindered from the holy participation on account of man's guilt. For whereas we are bound to render unto Christ all manner of holiness, who maketh his spirit to dwell in us, we are to be blamed if we keep not our temples clean for him. But this defect is supplied by the goodness of God, remitting to human frailty the severe punishment of sin. And this act is done justly by the just God, when we forgive, as it were, our debtors, those namely who have injured us, and have not restored what was due. Hence it follows, for we also forgive every one that is indebted to us. Cyril, for he wishes, if I may so speak, to make God the imitator of the patience which men practice, that the kindness which they have shown to their fellow servants they should in like manner seek to receive an equal balance from God, who recompenses to each man justly, and knows how to have mercy upon all men. Chrysostom, considering then these things, we ought to show mercy to our debtors, for they are to us, if we are the wise, the cause of our greatest pardon. And though we perform only a few things, we shall find many, for we owe many and great debts to the Lord, of which, if the least part should be exacted from us, we should soon perish. Pseudo-Augustine, but what is the debt except sin, 
If thou hadst not received, thou wouldst not owe money to another, and therefore sin is imputed to you. For thou hadst money with which thou wert born rich, and made after the likeness and image of God. But thou hast lost what thou then hadst. As when thou puttest on pride, thou loosest the gold of humility. Thou hast receded the devil's debt, which was not necessary. The enemy held the bond, but the Lord crucified it, and canceled it with his blood. But the Lord is able, who has taken away our sins and forgiven our debts, to guard us against the snares of the devil, who is wont to produce sin in us. Hence it follows, and lead us not into temptation, such as we are not able to bear, but, like the wrestler, we wish only such temptation as the condition of man can sustain. Titus Bost For it is impossible not to be tempted by the devil, but we make this prayer that we may not be abandoned to our temptations. Now that which happens by divine permission, God is sometimes in Scripture said to do, and in this way, by hindering not the increase of temptation, which is above our strength, he leads us into temptation. Maximus Or the Lord commands us to pray, lead us not into temptation, that is, let us not have experience of lustful and self-induced temptations. But James teaches those who contend only for the truth, not to be unnerved by involuntary and troublesome temptations, saying, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Basil It does not, however, become us to seek by our prayers bodily afflictions, for Christ has universally commanded men everywhere to pray that they enter not into temptation. But when one has already entered, it is fitting to ask from our Lord the power of enduring, that we may have fulfilled in us those words, He that endureth to the end shall be saved. Augustine But what Matthew has placed at the end, but deliver us from evil, Luke has not mentioned, that we might understand it belongs to the former, which was spoken of temptation. He therefore says, But deliver us, not and deliver us, clearly proving this to be but one petition. Do not this, but this. But let everyone know that he is herein delivered from evil, when he is brought into temptation. Pseudo-Augustine. For each man seeks to be delivered from evil, that is, from his enemies and sin. But he who gives himself up to God fears not the devil. For if God is for us, who can be against us? End of chapter 11, verses 1 through 4.